Welcome back to another episode of Laugh Not to Cry. I'm your co-host Jeremy DJ. And I'm your co-host Commander Cody. Hey, and you know what? We're actually in person today. It's a super special episode. Hey, we don't do this very often most of the time. We are in our respective apartments recording over the interwebs, but we are in person and I probably should have recorded this one, but maybe in the future. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yep, as Cody said, a special episode today. Uh, we actually have someone give us comments and feedback and something to recommendations a recommendation and this is proof that we do listen to y'all so <laughs> do it give us more do more always do more um but today cody and i watched together a movie that was recommended by jasmine you all know jasmine she was my co-host for a little bit um, sorry i took your job <laughs> thanks for the recommendation though we appreciate it um uh, and uh, it's called Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Um, you can find it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a very long movie. It's probably like hour 30, hour 45. It's, it's not necessarily one you want to watch with kids. Content warning. Yeah. Uh, mature audiences. Mature audiences. It's rated R. Um, it's got some got some feisty language. Got yep. some. Uh, got a little bit of nudity in it. Um, Actually, surprising nudity. Can can um, thinking about how it started. Yeah, it was very much when the nudity comes in, you're gonna be like, that makes sense. Yeah, but we're not gonna spoil the whole. We're we'll try not to spoil the whole movie for yeah. you. Um, but just a just a quick like brief synopsis of the movie. Um, older woman. She's. On her own for the first time, she hires a sex worker. You can probably figure out how that might play out, but it is still different than mm-hmm. what you think it is. Yeah. So um, it's actually a very good movie. It is actually a very good movie. And if you were to walk in on two twenty-something-year-old men watching it together, you find it very interesting that we were watching it together, sitting on the same couch. <laughs> Two dudes chilling on the same couch, five feet apart, because they're not gay. Because they're not gay. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but it was absolutely, it was absolutely a great movie. Um, and again, thank you, Jasmine, for the recommendation. Yes, absolutely. And being so kind as to let us use your Hulu. Um, <laughs> sharing is caring. Sharing. No is matter caring. what Netflix says about not sharing codes. Hey, you know what, Netflix? You have enough money. You had your time. <laughs> You're still making money. People still <laughs> yeah. on your streaming services. People forgot about your streaming service a little bit, but they're still on there, and they're still paying that monthly oh, yeah. until you hike it to 15 Then you're probably going to lose a bunch of people. But anyway, so basically, we're going to not tell you a whole bunch about the movie because we still want you to watch said movie, um, but we're going to talk about some things that are rather important points that came up from the movie mm-hmm. um, because as, you know divisive as sex can be in the country and in the world really Mm -hmm. um it's super important that we talk about it because you know a lot of us would not be here if someone didn't you know let one off inside someone else so we gotta talk about sex because it shouldn't be taboo it is something that is a part of life and that's something that happens nothing gets better if it's not talked about exactly and we need to get rid of the stigma because it's going to continue to happen 
that's maybe a little less now but that's going to be yeah, for yeah. another episode yeah because yeah. we gotta get through this movie <sighs> so <laughs> um the first thing that I took from this movie just as someone who is, a, is an artist and someone who has to really be in a mood to watch a movie yeah um I felt like how they did it was rather compelling um yeah and just how the movie was set up um it kind of goes like in acts kind of like a play yeah so they have it sectioned off and you know it's kind of it's kind of like reading a book and that's what a good Mm -hmm, movie's mm -hmm. like you can you can tell the ebb and flow of the movie and how it's going and there's world and character building but it doesn't like like a marvel movie it doesn't throw it all at you in the first 10 minutes right it 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 builds at a consistent pace that makes sense. Yep. Yep. And so you had your rising action, you had your climax, you had your denim all. You have all of that good. Couple climaxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one. Yeah? Well, okay. So, <laughs> um, so basically, the, the movie progresses in that manner where, you know, first introduction to you know meeting a little later to mm-hmm. how it all progresses and how you know life kind of works with these kind of things and if you know i know a lot of people don't know anything about like escort work or sex work or anything like that but you know it's not as you know confusing or salacious as people probably think it is nope. um is more is is uh, it can be transactional it can be intimate it could be whatever it needs to be and it, this is not me saying that i've hired a sex worker before but you know from anecdotes and just living life and also using just a little bit of common sense what you, we don't use that oh, not here uh, i try <laughs> that's why people think i'm so smart they think it's advanced intelligence but it's actually just basic intelligence if you just take a second to think about it just you know give your brain 0.5 more seconds to think about it than you had before you would probably reach the same conclusion that i did it's not advanced in any manner it's it's regular intelligence it just seems advanced because (laughs) people don't use that regularly um and so Cody was very smart to sit and take notes about the whole thing. I almost brought a pad of paper and a pen. Wow. Just so I can... Real old school. Yeah. But he used his phone because we live in 2022 and we can do that now. Technically, I still could have used a pen because it has my phone has the S Pen. And he's real fancy. Uh, I probably I could use an S Pen on my phone too. I just wouldn't have. I would have to buy a whole case to carry the S Pen mm. and that's all. It's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Um, that's but, what we're here to talk about. <laughs> so, um, but we're gonna just go down the like some of the points that Cody has on his on his phone right now, and just just kind of talk through each of them because as much as you think it's gonna be like this real risque, salacious, super sexy movie, it actually has a a lot of you know social commentary yeah. that's going on in it and. If you if you plan to watch the movie and you go into it thinking about some of these things, you might get more out of it. 
Yeah. Um, and I think that I think that's something that would be really cool. Or you could just watch it with blinders and then come back to listen to the podcast. Yep. That might be a thing to do. You can yeah. always just pause this podcast, go watch the movie, and then come back to listen and see if you caught up on some of the stuff that we're talking about in it. Or you can listen to the podcast and then go watch the movie, see if you agree or disagree, and you can always leave us a comment comments feedback <laughs> see if you got more than we did yeah see if you came up with more points than we figured out we did talk through it a bit because we are clowns um and you know they were just you know there's always going to be something in a movie where you're just like why why did they do that or there was just yeah, quite a bit it's just small details that are like worth talking about in the middle of it yep so um yeah so we're just gonna go down this list follow along watch the movie before or after listening to the podcast and give us your thoughts on it and what you saw. Yep. So what's the first point you got on there? All right. Well, the first one is like, I la- I wrote down that it was very awkward, uh, like me. <laughs> and by that, like it, it opens up, um, again, like, like you said, this, with the synopsis, it's an older woman, newly widowed or new ishly widowed mm-hmm. uh hires a sex worker mm-hmm. and um the conversations that they have when they first meet is very like that awkward small talk of not knowing what to talk about how to breach different subjects mm-hmm. and all that stuff and like uh the little the little feeler jokes that you could throw out there whenever you meet somebody to like gauge their reaction to something and all that stuff and it's like especially i feel like that would come up even more so um when talking with or hiring a sex worker Mm -hmm. because you both know what you're there for Mm -hmm. how do you breach that subject right like do you ease into it or you just come out and say it right yeah and that's I think that's a issue that a lot of people deal with. Like I've had a, I had a conversation, a whole episode with Jasmine about like approaching people in public. Yeah. Like not even just for sex, just to be like, Hey, how are you doing? I think you're attractive. Like, yeah, that's, it's super awkward. Yeah. And yeah, it'd be even, it's, it, you think it would be less awkward in the situation where you've hired somebody to do a job where you both know what's going on, but it's uh, the same level, if not more awkward because you are paying Yeah. for, you know the service and you are you're like this is another person but right now this person is a business too so how do yeah. i approach this how do i yeah interact with this and and because there's so much lore and mystery around sex and so mm-hmm. much you know mysticism and oh it has to be romantic and it has to be all of this yeah it causes all these barriers and boundaries that you have to jump over and so yeah, there are people who are like, especially if people who are like super into like sex and stuff, and they mm-hmm. can just jump right into it because they're gung ho and they're comfortable. Yep. And they're, but most people are like super walled up and break down. They're mm-hmm. like, no, this is weird. And she says that a lot in the movie. She's just like, this is immoral. This is blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's like, that hurdle can be very daunting to get over because mm-hmm. you have all of these taught mental things in your head yeah. about what sex is supposed to be and this is not what sex is supposed to be mm. and that's even now especially because like because she was an older woman mm-hmm. we surmise like late 40s early 50s um 
what she was taught back then, especially with her upbringing that she talks about in the movie and her career mm-hmm. uh, that she talks about in the movie, um, it's even more closed off. It was even more closed off back then when they talked about it as opposed to what we are taught now mm-hmm. and what we talk about now. Yeah, and that's crazy to think because even now it's still kind of oh, yeah. shunned. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, and something else I want to speak on on this is too is like um, just speaking about the, the format of the movie. Mm. It's an older woman hiring a male sex worker. Yeah. And like that's not the narrative we normally see. And I think that's also another thing that makes the movie interesting. Yeah. Usually when you think of a sex worker, you think of, you think of a woman. Yeah. And you think of some creepy dude hiring, or hiring a woman to have sex with. Yeah. And they are just absolute pieces of trash to that woman. Yeah. And they're perverted and they're gross. Yeah. And this was, you know, kind of flipping that idea on his head, Mm -hmm. you know, the idea of that, like, Hey, women need companionship too, but also women also, me pleasure and sex and yeah all of that so i think that format is also kind of like eye-opening in that sense because mm-hmm. most people don't think about that most people would never think to that a woman would do something like that but yeah I they mean, have needs too and wants and they are just as important as a man's needs and wants right and if you can think of it it's happened so yeah, yeah. It's not it's not too far fetched to think that something like this would happen. So, um, but yeah, it's always it's always awkward, and I think some of what the older generation says now is true. It is a little even more awkward yeah. because we are behind these screens all the time. Yeah. And so when you're behind a screen, it's easier to format who you're going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're you can edit, you can erase, you can start over, you can take your time easier to make that persona and stick with it because Mm -hmm. no one is going to question you as much or if they do question you you have more time to think about it Mm -hmm. and come up with a proper response that would fit that persona right versus in person you have if you have a persona you got to be off the cuff with it and be really secure in it Mm -hmm. or it's going to fall apart and be really convincing be super convincing you have to portray this character that you've built up and we see that in the movie too, actually. Yeah. That's something that else is played in the movie, right? Like this idea that, you know, he's not, he's a version of him for her. Yeah. He's not who he is completely. Yeah. And, you know, that's something you have to respect because it is a service, it is a business. Yes. So, um, but that's also different than just blindly walking up to someone. Right. That's awesome because he was invited into the situation. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to come up with a personality on a spot for someone you're just meeting on the street, you got to be really good, <laughs> or somebody's got to be really drunk. Like it's got it's got to play in your favor if you're gonna play that role. So, um, I do think that we need to spend more time just being who we are in public and interacting with people and. Um, still remembering how to talk to people in person because yeah. this is an important skill for no, for whatever it is that you do. Mm-hmm. Like I deliver craft beer now, but I still have to have uh, customer service skills and still have to be personable when I walk into someone's restaurant to right. deliver their stuff, right? Or they're going to make my job more difficult. Right. So knowing how to do those things is super important. And yes, it's especially when it comes to sex is more awkward because of the stigmas and because of the thoughts and because of 
how vulnerable you are. Yeah. So, yeah. So, first point ticked off the list. What we got next? Um. In in the movie, um, because of who this woman is and how old she is, and like she goes into some backstory about like her life with her husband and her job and her upbringing and all that stuff um and her inexperience with sex mm-hmm. um it, she kind of she has a lot of like breaking down like jeremy said where um she's like this isn't right this is immoral etc cetera, etc cetera. and it brings up the question of like and i'm sure they do but do sex workers deal with like these things breaking down into therapy sessions mm-hmm. a lot and is it like that can go kind of multiple ways in a in a therapy session like that either they and we see it in the movie too mm-hmm. a couple times she like is just breaking down and like crying and they were doing really good like they were starting to jive a little bit mm-hmm. and then she like has a second thought and breaks down a little bit and kind of ruins the mood and they have to reset mm-hmm. and he has to like almost talk her down yep. from a metaphorical ledge mm-hmm. um, and like try to bring her back into enjoying herself and all that stuff while she's fighting it um, and then later on we also see her get angry mm-hmm. and defensive mm-hmm. and like that flight or fight mm-hmm. response hits and it, um, she switches to the fighting as opposed to running away right um, and it just, it opens up a lot of like trauma dumping mm-hmm. on someone that you paid yeah. to be with you to, for a reason. To do a spe- very specific service. That they are not necessarily equipped or qualified for. <laughs> right. Um, and I think part of that is super interesting too, because that happens in situations not like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've had, you know, partners that I've, you know, has sex with and you know there are some hurdles we have to jump over first before we can actually enjoy that part of oh, yes. sex because it's part of that being vulnerable yeah because if we don't address these things now we will never reach a point where we're both enjoying sex and that's yes. my main thing like if i'm going to have sex we both have to enjoy it yeah absolutely or what's the point yeah so this isn't a one person thing we're both a part of this we right. gotta get we both have to get something if, out of this at least if you're good at sex or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to yeah. be good at sex that sh- should be how it should be so um i think i feel like that probably happens more to sex workers yep than in you know like normal white night stand situations because yep. you are paid to be there mm-hmm. and so you're time has been bought and so they're going to use their time for whatever reason they feel like they should see fit for right and so and i'm sure they have to jump those hurdles all the time and i feel like for women that's where it gets dangerous absolutely when a guy yeah. starts to get volatile because he's going through his head about oh i shouldn't have to pay for pussy and right starts to go down this wormhole and then yeah. you know that's how people end up getting hurt where she gets of. angry most men who pay for this stuff get violent right and so like at least with her she just got to words um but they were still extremely hurtful yeah and they were you know not necessary and mm. inappropriate for the situation yeah so i feel like 
just off of, based off of conjecture uh, that that is probably that's something that happens a lot where you know you come in or someone comes in expecting it to be you know kind of business as usual kind of ease into mm-hmm. the night do the do get all get paid um, but it turns into something else because that yep. person has so much ook inside yep. of them that they need to get out and mm-hmm. you are a stranger unbiased opinion and they paid you so they feel like they can do whatever they want with their time which is yeah. not fair no not at all not and like, fair at it's, all. And I'm sure some of it is like oh I'm never going to see you again mm-hmm. I'm, why do I care I'm just getting it off my chest It's the it would be similar to people on like their deathbeds when mm-hmm. they admit all the wrongs mm-hmm. that they've done to their nurse they're like, oh, well, you know, right before I reach the pearly gates, I might as well confess to <laughs> me killing somebody. So, uh-huh. so I can make it to my pearly gates. Yeah. Yeah. I lied. That black man never touched me. Yeah. Beep. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the nurses are just sitting there like, uh. Now I'm stuck with this. Hold on. Let me call my therapist real quick, too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure that happens a lot. And I feel like, you know. It's not right or wrong. It's no. just weird. It and is It is something that you do have to work through and take care of. But there's a time and a place. Mm-hmm. And there's a person. Yeah. Yeah. If, if that is the jumping off point of you finally getting help for that stuff, mm-hmm. I understand in the moment you're going to be high on emotion. You might not be able to reel it in mm-hmm. and like recognize that you need to go get help and deal with it and yeah. take care of it before you continue on with this, whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. but try to yeah. like, everybody's got something going on. Like uh, therapy is helpful. Yeah. Try to, try to take care of it as tough as it may be. Yeah. And I think, I don't know how much further down the list this is, but you know, that becomes a point of contention in the movie where like she gets yeah. to this point where she's like, reaching for this fantastical situation to be reality and she oversteps her boundaries and oversteps his boundaries. Yep. Yep. And so that becomes a problem. A big problem. It becomes, it becomes a big problem. And, you know, he responds how anybody whose boundaries are overstepped, re, like responds in that situation. Yeah. And so, you know, it, like we said, it's not his job to fix those problems, so it no. was not fair for her to overstep those boundaries, mm-hmm. and so especially when he told her straight up, like, "No, this is that. what this is what I am. This mm-hmm. is what we are. Mm-hmm. That's all this is. Respect that." Yeah, and she did it. So, no. uh, just in general, like, even if it's especially when there's like a sexual relationship involved, mm-hmm. you have to be you have to be aware of a person's boundaries yes. and then respect those no matter yes. how you feel about it. And if you can't respect them, leave them alone. Yeah. Because then you get yourself into situations that turn volatile like it does in the movie. Mm-hmm. So just just know those things about yourself. And if you realize something new with this person, that's okay. But don't take it out on that person. Don't, no. don't trauma dump. Don't put all that on someone else who has nothing to do with that and that's not what they're there for it is not their fault that you have realized this stuff or dealt with this stuff right 
so they should not have to deal with it either Mm -hmm. especially in a surprise setting yes in the context where you know they're they're feeling kind of forced to be there because you are you're in this instance paying for their time or they just feel obliged to stay because now you're sharing something vulnerable and right deep and they're like ah, i would feel like a dick if i left and that's not fair right and as humans we do we are empathetic creatures mm-hmm. and so we want to help when we hear something right so that's a that's a big theme that kind of goes throughout the movie of like this mm-hmm. idea of like who are you really and yeah. who are you presenting yourself to be and how how fair is it yeah. Like, are, you're asking this to someone, but are you willing to share? Yeah. Are you willing to be vulnerable? It's you're, that give and take. Right. And if the other person is already telling you that they're not willing to give, why are you asking? Yeah. Stop. Don't keep asking. Don't keep asking. And don't look for the stuff on your own and then confront them with it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what's next? Um, It was... I feel like a lot of the movie for kind of for both of them mm-hmm. but mostly for her was a big search for confidence mm-hmm. um so part of what she says in the movie is that her husband is the only person she's been with mm-hmm. they were married 31 years 31 years uh and before he died um and so like because of that and because of um when they were brought up Mm -hmm. um it all of their relationships focused on him Mm -hmm. like she says she's never had an orgasm um he just essentially like got on top of her did his business in five minutes and then rolled over went to bed Um, and so because of that, it was very damaging to her Mm -hmm. and she didn't like herself. She didn't like her body. She didn't feel like she's ever deserved to feel, um, that ecstasy Mm -hmm. of a being wanted and being loved Mm -hmm. and B having an orgasm. Yeah. And so she really needed, like, this was a big confidence. She was searching for this confidence and really struggling with the fight for that confidence. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's that's something that's huge in my mind now as I'm getting, you know, older and realizing more things too, is that there's a difference between being loved and being wanted. Like you mm-hmm. someone can love you so much and you can feel that love, but it doesn't necessarily feel like they want you all the time. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so like I have conversations where I'm like I know that you, uh, my my significant other now. Like I know that you love me. I know. But sometimes I want you to jump on me. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. I don't want to be the one who have to always initiate things. Yep. I don't want to have to be the one who feels like I'm always like pouncing on you or like being like under your skin to yeah. get you started. Like sometimes I want to feel that too. Yeah. And um, I think that comes able- up a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. And so. Being able to communicate that mm-hmm. and b- 
be honest with those feelings with your partner is mm-hmm. going to not only make your relationship better or make your sex life better, it's going to make you better as a human mm-hmm. because you're going to be able to communicate that with people outside of those situations. So now yeah. I can go to my boss and be like, I don't want to do this or I want to do this or I don't feel great about this or, yeah, you know, being able to say what you desire and what you want is super important to your confidence because it means that you are confident in what you what it is that you want. Right. You are putting into the universe what it is that you desire the most. Mm -hmm. And you're more than likely to get that back now that you're able to express that. Right. Clearly. A a silent wheel doesn't get fixed. doesn't get fixed. A squeak wheel does. Yeah. And on the flip side, too, be willing to ask your partner how they feel Mm. and be willing to listen if Mm -hmm. they say they don't feel as wanted mm-hmm. as usual and like it it is a partnership you both have to feel wanted and loved and mm-hmm. respected so ask those questions like find out what you can do to if they aren't feeling like they are wanted mm-hmm. find out what you can do to, for them to feel wanted yeah and like it's super important that you ask them what it is that makes them feel wanted yeah because all the time we assume and we guess and we think that we know mm-hmm. and then he comes out your relationship is and they're like i never felt wanting you're like well i did this that and this and they're like but i really wanted this this and this yeah and it's like it's like give and take on both sides like well you could have told me but it's like, yeah. well you never asked and it's like yeah you have to meet each other in the middle mm-hmm. and be like hey i'm noticing this shift yeah I'm noticing there's something going on. Is there something you want me to do better? Is there mm-hmm. some type of feedback you can give me about this specific thing? Or yeah. it, do you like flowers? No, but I really appreciate if you were up my shoulders when I came in for it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah I can do that. Yeah. Like, everyone has a different love language, and you don't necessarily have to do a test to figure out what it is, although it is helpful. Um, they have those online. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took them, and I learned mine. I was like, oh, well, now I can clearly express to people like these are the things that i like i like quality yeah. time and i like physical touch those are my top two hmm. i don't need you necessarily to touch me while we're having quality time but if you're just in my space quality time is number one yeah so if you're sitting next to me and i'm watching anime i'm happy yeah like, that we could be doing our own things but we're in the same room together yeah. spending time yeah and that works for me like i that that matters to me and that makes sense that's why i like one-on-one interactions that's why i don't like being in groups because i don't feel like the quality of time yeah. is as good yeah um, everyone's attention is pulled 20 mm-hmm. different directions mm-hmm. and so you know knowing these things about yourself and being able to communicate them is going to be able to help every relationship be mm-hmm. it romantic or platonic yep you can tell your friends like hey i appreciate you reaching out to me every day i don't need that you yeah. can check on me once a month yeah right but also, when we're together, I need you to put your phone down yeah. so that we're having time together and yeah. I don't feel like my time is being divided because quality of time is important to me. Yeah. I don't like, feel like I'm pulling you away from something you'd rather do. Right. And so, like, being able to know these things is not going to help. Yeah, it's going to help platonically and so it's going to help sexually. Then you get in the bedroom, you're like, hey, don't kiss me there. That's a trauma spot. Yeah. But you can touch me there all you want and it's like oh okay and that's one of my big things that i say all the time is that i like women that like know what they like yeah right which is one of the reasons i always 
jokingly say that I like women that are older than me because more than more likely you know what they want. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. But generally, I find it to be true. When I deal with someone who's a little bit older than me, who has a little bit more experience, they tell me they're like, "This works really well. Yeah. Go in that direction at this speed. Mm-hmm. That'll get me where I need to be." Mm-hmm. Versus someone else who's fresh, and they're like, "I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. Can you figure it out for me?" And I'm like, "I don't wanna." <laughs> I don't want to figure it out for you. I want you to have figured that out mm-hmm. and be able to communicate with me because it's not a guessing game. And for some guys, I understand that it is fun. They're like, oh, they, I'm at the very least. Give me a starting point. Yeah, I'm weird because I'm not. I don't like that whole conquery thing. Like, yeah. Some guys are like, oh, I came in and I dominated that pussy. And I'm like, I hate that. Like, Why I, do you say it like that, bro? Come c- on. C- that's how they say it. <laughs> no, I mean, oh, that's what just, you were saying yeah, to them. Figurative guy. Yeah, yeah, like literally, what? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Just take that. Go away. Cause I feel like that's also part of our like thing that like we – I'm not going to say that the people that say that say those things don't respect women because there's a high chance that they that most of them do respect women yeah but like at least for me it's like i respect them so i'm not gonna view them as a conquest yeah it's like i'm not conquering nothing it's a it's a give and take yeah right we're not columbusing the pussy like it's been there like it's 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 been there it's been a part of this person yeah for forever since mm-hmm. they've been alive and around they should know what they they know their bodies they know what they do and don't like mm-hmm. i'm not going to come in and throw that shit aside right that's not it's not for me to come in and try to reinvent their wheel like yeah. that doesn't make any sense so i don't i think for me the whole like conquering and feeling like i need to come in and put my name on it it doesn't apply to me and so yeah. i think i have better experiences because i can come in as a blank slate and i go hey you tell me what it is that you enjoy and if you don't know that's okay mm-hmm. that's fine it's not a demerit on you it's just right. okay we can explore it together and mm-hmm. but i need you to be more vocal and yeah. that's the problem i usually run into people who are less experienced they're less vocal because they haven't had the spaces and opportunities to be vocal right and so they don't think they can be and so then they go well i don't know how to talk in the middle of it and i'm like just say words yeah yes no there <laughs> right left up down just right like trigger that. left trigger like <laughs> up down D-pad. left right start uh right bumper left bumper what is that contra code i don't know the contra code i'll try to do do one of the uh, fatalities up left right up down a b right trigger left trigger fatality finish her like i need keep had number nine with the if you're going up at an angle to the right <laughs> got the extra triggers on the back yeah like just just talk to me in the middle of it and let me know if i'm hot or cold give me an affirmative or a negative yeah negatory sir you're yeah. in the wrong area do not land there i repeat do not land there danger will rob us in mm-hmm. danger danger we are in, you are in the danger zone <laughs> sir like just but i think a part of that too is that i have this sense of like especially for black women i have this sense of like wanting to empower women but especially black women because no no, those are my women Mm -hmm. um and like have this sense of 
agency and yeah. resilience and confidence mm-hmm. because we've beaten down women to the point where they feel like they have to succumb to whatever it is that we say or whatever that is that we want to do so that we feel pleasure and they just yeah so then they don't get hurt because we are most men are violent violent, when they don't get their way violent volatile ready to fly off the handle at any point and so and when i get in the bedroom it's like a lot of women want guys to be dominant because that's what they told men should be Mm -hmm. and in that sense i am but Mm -hmm. it's not like dominant i'm going to take control of you i'm what is considered like a pleasure dom so my ideology is that i'm trying to help you reach as much pleasure as possible Mm. it's not about me it's about you so and in order to do that in a dominating way i need to know what you know what i'm doing yeah i need a road map yeah right so don't i don't yeah don't come into the bourgeois like shy and timid i need directives Mm. point me in a direction and i mean some people some people like that timid but again, that's something you need to communicate. Yes. Should we have should we have started this off with like a content warning of like, hey parents, maybe you don't want to listen to this. No, nah, we grow. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> just just a question. My my mom knows I'm with the shits. My mom's just with the shits. <laughs> hey mom, we talking about sex because it's a part of the world. You have sex to have me to get here. You may not want to hear about it. But you might not want to hear about me having sex specifically, <laughs> understand, but you know, you could always turn it off yep, or yep. fast forward past the section. So, <laughs> oh, it's a little too late to say that, but yeah. <laughs> you no, know, that's just, it's, it's life. It's, oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, you know, if that's that taboo of talking about sex. Yeah. Like that's the thing we can't, I can put a, I can put a trigger warning on the title and say oh we're talking about sex and this mm-hmm. but it's already marked explicit and for adult con true so if i'm already talking to adults yeah 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 there shouldn't be any there's no there's no need for me to backpedal and be like oh my god we're talking about sex when so. i put my schnitzel on her cookie <laughs> make sure that you don't have any younglings around like, yeah I'm, yeah I'm, no that's fair i'm saying fucking pussy so they shouldn't be listening anyways. That's if, true. If, they, if they're if they teenagers and they found it on their own, that means they want to listen and they need to hear this too. Yeah. So, because... If they, anything, they should be listening They're the to... ones that should be hearing this the most. Because yeah. Because they're the ones coming into the world. So, I'm, I apologize to any of my students that are hearing this <laughs> to hear about Mr. Jeremy's sex life. If you found it, you found it on purpose. I didn't advertise it to you. This so. is not the first episode where we've talked about controversial things. No. So you're in for the long haul now, and I hope that you learned something. So, but yes, be communicative, be mm-hmm. confident. And I think a lot of that goes into like helping with like the, like helping with rape culture. Oh yeah. Being steadfast in what you're saying. And your actions is going mm. to make men more aware that they can't do these things. Yeah. Right. They should already know not to do these things. Absolutely. Right. But apparently a bunch of motherfuckers still need to be <laughs> handheld through it. So at st- the very least, yes, a stern no, I don't want that mm-hmm. goes a long way. Right. Because as we were talking about when we were watching this movie, we don't see like realistic things about sex 
yeah a lot the like, expectations of sex that we get from media yeah like you watch a movie like this is one of my i loved insecure by Issa Rae, but one of the things i hated about it was the sex scenes um it's like it's cool to see like black people being portrayed as sexy and like black on black love in mm-hmm. a TV show, but basically they would come in, he would lick his hand, rub his dick, and then put his penis in a vagina, and it's like, and then that's they, not nearly enough. And they would have sex, and I'm like, everyone's chafed, everyone's hurting. This is not how you have sex. Yeah, like any any well intentioned person knows that has heard at this point because women are always saying it it takes at least 20 30 minutes of foreplay for a woman to be perfectly ready to have sex mm-hmm. like licking your penis put licking your hand and sliding the saliva up your penis and yeah. then sticking your penis to someone it's not that does not translate do you know how quickly that shit dries <laughs> to te- like 10 seconds most rug bird on you both yeah like what what's happening now yeah yeah no and so like those type of depictions are like the meaning of them was meaningful in the sense that it was like this broader culture of like black on black love that we don't get to see but the little but the, the little thing about sex is just wrong yeah right and so if anybody's impressionable and watching that they're gonna be like oh that's how you have sex and you're like no no don't do that that's bad form everyone in that situation will get hurt and no one would have any fun yeah right and so uh in this movie they show like the awkwardness yeah and the like vulnerability that comes with having sex with another human Mm -hmm. and like how you know it's not always you know right to the point you know, you just get you get right in there. Mm-hmm. No, you have to you have to prep. Everyone has to be in a mindset, and that was a big thing in the movie. Yep. she was not in the mindset. Not for at this. all, and she was trying to force herself in the mindset. Right, and that was not boding well for her because mm-hmm. duh, your body's gonna fight that. Yeah, right, and so that that translates in a broader sense of just like if you're not in the mindset for it, it's not gonna work out. Yeah, no matter what it is in life, mm-hmm. if you're not in a good headspace when you go into it they, that's what they say about any drug if you're yeah. if you're gonna take any hard drug if you're gonna pop some lsd but you feel like shit before you do it you're your gonna trip, have a bad time your trip is gonna be awful yeah right and that's the same for life people we are a self-fulfilling prophecy yep if you go into something thinking it's gonna be shit most likely it's gonna be shit it's gonna be shit it's going to be bad mm. so if you're going into something new and you're going into something daunting and risky you have to remind yourself that you why you're doing that so in her instance you're going into the situation to try to feel something you've never felt and experience something you've never experienced before Hmm. you have to give yourself some time to decompress and really think through it yeah and really not try to rush it because all you're going to do is cause yourself agony and in almost in her case waste your money yeah like mm-hmm. you pay for this two-hour session and you spend an hour 45 of it venting to this man who couldn't really care less in a sense like yeah. cares for you as a human but you're also a client and his job is to mm-hmm. deliver penis and he is not being able to do set job and so he's you i mean he's still going to get his money regardless yeah. but it's mm-hmm. also like let me do my job mm-hmm. so and in that sense too like he even says that like people want different things. Mm-hmm. Some of his clients just 
want to hold hands and watch TV for you know mm-hmm. however long they pay for. Someone wanted him to dress up like a cat and ignore him for an hour. <laughs> you know that's cool, <laughs> but at the same time, like communicate. She didn't communicate mm-hmm. that she had this stuff to work through mm-hmm. and she wanted to talk through it. Right. And so like on their second meeting, uh, she has this whole like bullet list mm-hmm. of things that she wanted to get done, but she only paid for two hours. Right. Like that's a lot to get done in two hours. Mm-hmm. It's possible, but you got to really like speed through it all. Yeah. And um, then because she still had all of this trauma almost none of that ends up happening Mm -hmm. because she wasn't in the right mindset Mm -hmm. and she was she says it all the time throughout the movie that like oh i'm gonna be disappointed you're gonna be disappointed Mm -hmm. because she was in that mind space of being disappointed yep yep and so she went through the whole movie well 95 percent of the movie Mm -hmm. just kind of talking about how you know it's not gonna work out and how this is not gonna happen and don't get your hopes up for that and it's like well, yeah, it's not going to work out because you don't want it to yeah. because you keep saying that it's not going to work out. So, And I believe he says something similar to that to her. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what the quote is. But, but it was similar. It was similar in that sense of like, well, you keep saying it. So, yeah, right. yeah of course. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that's super important. Just I always say this about anything, but being super communicative is rarely a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And if it's a bad thing for that person, that's not the person. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Because you want somebody who can, you can communicate to and with and will also take the time to figure out how to communicate with you. Yeah. Right. I know that with like certain people, I can be just blunt straight to the point and they're like, thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You are always on my head. I need that. Other people, I got to sugarcoat just mm-hmm. a little bit. I got to be a little bit softer. I got to be a little bit more sweet. I got to yep. I gotta put some sugar with that poison mm-hmm. or it's just going to lead to tears. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to be helpful. So Her feelings, they won't, they will take it to heart, but also will blow you off because they, that's yep. not how they communicate. Right. I think you're just being, just think you're being a dick. Yeah. So, um, knowing who you're with and how to communicate with them is super important, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to sex. Yeah. Because if you're on the receiving end of something coming into your body, you want that person to be able to listen to you when you're like, hey, yeah. cut that out. Yeah. And if you're the person putting something into somebody's body, then you should be able to communicate what parts you like, what parts you don't like, mm-hmm. and also hear what they're saying. And yeah. if you there's no parts going into anybody's body, there's still going to be a part where someone's going to be like, I don't like that, and I like this. Yeah. So just when you're in those vulnerable spaces, making sure that your ears are open and that you're, that you're processing the situation and living in it. Listen to understand, don't listen to reply. Ah. And that goes into a bunch of other topics. Mm. But... A life lesson. Yes, a, a very important life lesson. Coming from the boudoir. All right. <laughs> we, we've um, checked off some stuff on the list just by talking, but let's, yeah. let's head back to it. Yeah. Um, and so kind of going along with that communicating and talking, um, it's also important to communicate and realize when you've done something wrong mm-hmm. and to apologize to that person. Mm-hmm. 
and to not say too much when you apologize <laughs> to anybody. Because she does, she does grow as a person. She does throughout this. It's a good arc. Um, and like, so she comes up with some information that the her escort did not want her to know mm-hmm. because she found it on her own, and she confronts him with it Mm -hmm. and like it's nothing it's nothing bad but it crosses a boundary right it crossed that boundary of confidentiality Mm -hmm. and it it was stuff that he didn't want her to know and that's the basis of it that's That's all that matters that's all that matters um and so like obviously when confronted with this stuff he's super hurt Mm -hmm. and says some more stuff back to her out of anger and out of hurt mm-hmm. that also hurts her but she kind of needed to hear mm-hmm. uh, especially after all of the trauma dumping yep and so she does learn from that and does apologize mm-hmm. but in the in the tone of apologizing she ends up saying like way too much mm-hmm. in the apology to people that are standing next to them that they also don't need to hear because they are also random strangers. Yes. And just like airs out all of the dirty laundry that they were like both trying to keep yes. somewhat of a secret. Yeah. But also it was, you know, it was, it was, she did too much. She, she yep. was super extra in that moment. Yeah. But I also think that served as like a, as a nod to the destigmatization of sex and like sex workers. Yeah. And yeah. So it like, shouldn't be something that should be necessarily secretive. Right. And so, like, as you're watching it as a person, you're just like, yo, what the hell is your problem? <laughs> really back, really you back. literally just just aired this dude out after mm-hmm. you just apologized to him. Yeah. In the midst of you apologizing to him, you just aired out everything. Right. But also, a part of me was like, I'm kind of glad she did it because who she did it to was, like, a student who she yep. had demonized. And yeah. so, like, this idea of, like, de coming off her pedestal yeah is what she did yeah and she came off her pedestal from being such a judgy person about mm-hmm. all these things when in reality she was a very jaded person because she couldn't experience anything mm-hmm. she hadn't experienced anything she knew she wasn't going to experience anything in her marriage from the point that she got married on yep and so she was super jaded and was taking that out on people and so it was super important for her to for us to see her come off that pedestal yeah and she was super jaded also from her job yeah and her, uh, her job was basically to reprimand children and make them feel less than a teacher in a, in a highly religious school yeah and so i think the idea that yes she did way too much but also mm-hmm. her coming off the pedestal and being honest and being open about what that relationship was was yeah. really it was like good for the audience yeah like don't be ashamed of this like, yeah, we can't. We don't. There need, it doesn't need to be shamed attached to sex, and it doesn't need to be shamed attached to paying for someone to help you experience something you haven't experienced. Yeah, and so, like, yeah, it was super awkward <laughs> watching it. But if you and when I look at back at it's it, it's a second thought, yeah, that second to think about it. Like, no, that makes a lot of. It sense. makes sense in the arc of the story, but also makes sense in the arc of what they're trying. The messages that they're trying to get out mm-hmm. and it's that everybody needs something. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't be ashamed to tell people when you need something. 
Otherwise, you're not going to get it. Yeah. Or you're going to stump from somebody else. Yeah. From, you know, because that student was like, I'll never forget what you said to me. Yeah. And she obviously couldn't get past that. Yeah. So for her to be like, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm actually paying this dude to blow my back out. <laughs> you can see on the student's face, like, whoa. Like, yeah. Especially coming from who it who, was. Who it came from. So, um, I think that's super important too. And I think that's like something I'm appreciating with my relationship with my mother right now. Like Mm -hmm. we are having conversations where I'm seeing Jamie Gabriel and not my mom. Mm -hmm. And that's super important. Yeah. Like she's a human. She has needs. Realize she's more than just your mom. Right. She was Jamie before I was Jeremy. Right. Right. And so our conversations are coming to this point where it's like, yeah, you are a person. Mm-hmm. You have desires and you do things mm-hmm. and I respect you for being vulnerable about this or tell me about that or yeah. how you felt about this. And I think that's, that's what we need more in society where we're just kind of just talking about stuff. Like mm-hmm. when I'm out with some of my friends, I'm at California Pizza Kitchen and I'm talking all a lot about sex and they're kind of like, yeah, who's in the booth behind a second here? <laughs> and I'm kind of just like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, it's, it's no secret that we do this stuff. Yeah. How we do it and who we do it with, okay, maybe because there is another person involved, mm-hmm. right? But I'm not saying names. I'm not right. dropping locations. I didn't say what hotel or Airbnb we were at. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just talking about a general experience that can apply to anybody. And so, to a certain degree, too, it's like, yeah, names are important to keep private, but if you're out randomly, most of the people around you aren't going to know who, yeah. who you're yeah, talking it's about. It's not like they're about to sit here and Google. I'm not giving socias and right. addresses and phone numbers. I'm just talking about John short- Smith, who lives at <laughs> 1234 XYZ Lane. Yeah, I'm just talking about me and Cheryl that had a good time. Yeah. Because Cheryl, Cheryl's 65, and she just needed a little love in, and she mm-hmm. saw me at the grocery store. Cool. All right. <laughs> That did not happen, people, although I wouldn't be against it. But <laughs> Cheryl, if you're listening. Cheryl, if you're listening. <laughs> go to go to this grocery store at this time. <laughs> Come follow me on Laugh Not to Cry. I'll keep my location <laughs> on. You can see where I'm at. Um, but, yeah, I think I think those conversations and the, the way that it was done, it was like, yes, yeah. you, mm-hmm. you are not holier than thou. Yes. That's what I hate when people start getting so self righteous and mm-hmm. pretending like, you know, they ass don't stink and their feet are always clean. Like, nah, you funky. You funky just like everybody else. <laughs> and you need to sit in that shit for yeah. a little bit and realize that we are all humans and we all do this stuff. So mm-hmm. her coming off that pedestal was super important. And her story and the arc of the story and for the other characters and for the viewers. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. think that was super important. Yeah. Yep. It was a cert- and with that too, like you can learn something no matter what, how old you are, mm-hmm. whether that is in her, um, in her experience, it was learning something new sexually, mm-hmm. learning what she liked and what she didn't like. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, learning, like you said, how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, learning how to apologize. Learning to not be 
ashamed of the sex that you're having. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very important to realize that old people, older people also have to learn stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, all throughout life, no matter what age you are, you should be striving to learn and to better yourself. Mm-hmm. You should not be stagnating. Yeah. And I think we do that a lot where we write off old people. And we're like, well, yeah, that's know, just how they are. They're 66. That's just how they're going to be for the rest of their lives. And mm-hmm. you're like, nah, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be. Now, granted, there is a limit on that. Oh, yeah. Somebody who's 94, I'm not correcting them. Oh, yeah. They, You've lived a life. Mm-hmm. You're on your way out. Yeah. I'm. I'm just not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and teach you step by step what you should and should not do in X Y Z situation. You, you've lived life. Yeah. You've experienced any information, new information I give you right now. Mm-hmm. It might benefit somebody, but your scope of people that you're interacting with, limited. Yeah. Um, but 50s, 60s. I'll even go into 70s. Mm-hmm. Like, soup. You can still learn stuff. Yeah. And I. And you should. You should. Like one of the things that was really like impressive to me is that my grandmother's in her early 70s now mm. but she used to watch us all the time and she would stay at my house with my mom and stepdad at work and watch my little sisters and my grandmother had bad habits um she swore a lot and she she was always threatening to hit somebody <laughs> she'd walk in the house even if she loved you she'd be like what up ugly and you'd be like god damn like, what <laughs> grandma hell? please god I, I love you like why <laughs> um and you know my mom took a hammer and a chisel and just start beating away at her and mm-hmm. just stop that cut that out mm-hmm. you know better don't do that why are you doing that yeah and she don't do that anymore like mm-hmm. we walk in the house now she sees my girlfriend and she goes hey beautiful like that's so much more pleasant <laughs> that's way more Makes pleasant you want to come over here more right and so like if if a, a southern woman who you know raised six girls not by herself but mm. worked really hard mm. can learn that in her late 60s early 70s yeah i don't know why anybody else can't learn anything mm. y'all right? got no excuse if you're younger especially a lot younger right and so it's always there's always if you allow yourself to have room to learn there's always something new to learn yeah and and that's good mm-hmm that's and, how you get that growth as a person. And that's how you don't spread on bullshit to f- future generations. Yeah. You learn better, you do better. Mm-hmm. So, um, and yeah, and in her case, and then I think in a general case, something we don't talk about enough is that old people need pleasure and sexual desire too. Yeah. Like, a lot of people in, a lot of older people, like in relationships, they're just like, this is how it's been for the last 20 years. This is how it's going to continue to be. I just had to learn to deal with it. No, yeah. you don't. I, I've been with this man for 40 years, and this is how it's always been. I come in, he touches my face for a few seconds, he ejaculates, and he goes to bed. Yeah. Like, that's how it always is, how it's always been, and that's how it always be. And it's like, no. no. <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way. And it's a different time now, right? Mm-hmm. Got to keep that spark alive. And... That goes back to communication. Yeah. You can communicate. Like, hey, this ain't working. Mm -hmm. Like, before we die, I need to feel something else. Yeah. For the love of God, please. Like, and there, uh, yeah, it just, 
that was something that was really cool in the movie was this discourse on like older people need to feel that feeling too yeah because we always think of like sex being a young person's game but if they're alive and they're still feeling mm-hmm. even now the stigma is like yeah you have a bunch of sex when you're dating and then as soon as you get married the sex stops sex, sex unless you're done. having kids right but that's not the case at all yeah and it should not be the case and it's it's kind of weird that that would be the case because yeah. it's like why are we humping all during this time where we barely know each other but now that right. we know each other the best and are the most vulnerable with each other we're right. like cut that out yeah like don't touch me yeah. it's like that's super weird so yeah mm-hmm. maybe we should flip the narrative maybe yep. a little less sex during dating and a whole lot more mm-hmm. or a whole lot during both yeah. whatever floats your boat mm. but like don't cut it off as soon as you get married because what's what yeah like and there's some, some people like sex is not important and that's okay yeah. mm-hmm. but you also need to communicate with your partner because if sex is really important to your partner then that's mm. going to cause a rift oh yeah huge and, rift and that's not someone you want to marry because you're mm-hmm. just going to end up in divorce and mm-hmm. you're like all he wanted was sex and you're like well he told you that yeah. You just didn't say that it was less important to you. Or you're going to say, well, she never wanted sex, but she told you that. Mm-hmm. And you decided you just, you thought you were going to be able to change her. No. Mm-hmm. If that's what she wanted, that's what she will want. Yeah. But she does it. She just she communicated. So listen. Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, don't let the spark die. Stay healthy. Eat water eat water oh my god drink water <laughs> eat vegetables work out you don't have to be nothing crazy do like 15 push-ups like just keep the vitality You're like oh cody eyes are shifting because he's uh, he, uh, he's been falling uh, off the push-up game whereas i've been doing four sets of 30 every day yeah falling off uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep uh we don't have to talk about that. that's not what, what this podcast is about no but i'm gonna get on you on the next one so uh yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I, that was really cool. In your twenties, doggy styles only. Then in your thirties, you switch up to like, I don't know, one foot on the counter, the other foot. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you, every, you, every every decade, decade you just switch rooms, you just, and then you just switch your you just switch, switch your, your power style. move. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta stay limber. That way, for every, your next decade, you know. Yeah, you, every you're fi- good. every five years, you. You switch pace. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, babe. I'm 25. I got to go at a medium pace now. Yeah. <laughs> at 30, you kick it back up. Surprise! <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> it's resistance training. You got to walk a little bit, then you sprint, and then you then you jog, then you it's sprint. Hit. It's high intensity yeah. interval training. <laughs> but just over half a decade to do a decade. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, a, new, a new meaning to the term hitting it. <laughs> all right (laughs) all right yeah that that happens in the movie eventually (laughs) yeah it gets it gets uh it gets pretty intense at the end Mm -hmm. Um, which that's another thing that's kind of cool and brings us to our uh like one of our almost last point is like in old age you don't have to stagnate mm-hmm. sexually or really in any in any aspect mm-hmm. but especially that mm-hmm. like you should not it's 
it's good to get into a groove of things where you learn and you know what people do and don't like because mm-hmm. that is your partner that is your person you should know what that person likes um but at the same time knowing what they don't like and what they do knowing what they don't like you can now explore what they do like mm-hmm. in different ways yep. you deeper and deep you dive. shouldn't it should not become a routine and a job mm-hmm. yeah because we all know as soon as something becomes a mundane and it feels monotonous mm-hmm. then it becomes like oh well then you, no. you don't you're not into it you don't want to do it anymore yeah and i think that might be one of the reasons that people get into marriage and then they stop having sex because it's like mm-hmm. every wednesday we have sex at 7 p.m until yep. 7 15 before 7 15 wow that's long <laughs> until svu comes on <laughs> and then we watch svu and then we go to bed and it's like yeah no, they don't do that because you're, you're now it's a job. It's, yeah. it's on routine. It's on schedule, and yeah. it's just not going to be as fun. And some people are like, mm-hmm. "Well, I have to have it on schedule because you know our lives are busy." And and I get that. That's fine, but you don't have to do the same move. You don't have to every do same, single you time. Don't have to do the same move. You don't have to do it in the same place. You mm-hmm. don't have to put some music on. Yeah. Do watch a movie and mm-hmm. then get into it. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be the same feel mm-hmm. every time. It can be a different genre every time you do it. Right? Yeah. Today you're Lord of the Rings. Next week is Star Wars. Like, just just switch it up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You got a Hellbrit one day and a lightsaber the next. <laughs> like, make it a little different. Um, and it, that's gonna be more. And you know, we're talking like we're super old. No, we're in our late 20s yeah right but 30s quickly approaching don't remind me cody's getting married yeah like these are things that like we have to have these conversations about now Mm -hmm. right and remind ourselves of now so that when we get to 55 we can remember back to these conversations of like oh yeah we we talked about this when you start noticing those patterns of you notice when you get into uh, a schedule yeah and then you can go you just yeah. shake yourself out of it and like, no, we're going to spice this up. And then you can communicate, hey, are we still exciting? Do we want to do something else? Yeah, we're about to get kicked on. We're going to be put on the no-fly list because we got <laughs> caught trying to join the Mile High Club. Like, we're going we're yeah. gonna to go do something a little yeah. bit different because I can see that we're getting into this rut of just like yeah. whatever, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, don't, don't let yourself stagnate in any sense of the matter. And I think mm-hmm. what was really cool it's kind of a kind of a spoiler but like at this point we've told you a lot about the movie as it is but like we get to see like a body like yes a body of on a, on a person yes that you know has just lived life mm-hmm. right and so like it's not that extreme of in porn or even in regular movies when they do have a sex scene mm-hmm. everyone's toned mm-hmm. the guys are ripped uh, and the the women are maybe not necessarily like jacked, but they're also very toned, right? And very skinny cut and very you know, you know, everything's shaped posh. just right, right? And so like even in this movie though, I have to give them credit. Like the main male lead, he's like fit, mm-hmm. but he's not like Chris Hemsworth, Thor cut up, yeah, right? And so like he's at like an attainable body level in yeah. this movie. Um, and I'm gonna give him his props because even as a straight man, that dude's attractive. Like yeah, he's a good-looking good looking dude. dude. Um, he, was, he 
has taken care of himself very mm-hmm. well. Yeah, and not just as, but like as the character, but as yeah. like as an actor too, you can tell that he takes care of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, just opposed that to a woman that we're we're conjecturing, you know, late forty, somewhere between late forties, early sixties, somewhere in that wide range of a person because they did right. not specify, right, uh, <laughs> right, um, where you don't necessarily take care of your body, right. You're just living life and doing mm-hmm. what you do. You have your mm-hmm. husband. You, mm-hmm. Who doesn't care? He does his fifteen minutes, rolls off, and goes to sleep. Yeah, right. And so we get to see that type of body on screen. Yeah, and it leads to problems at the beginning mm-hmm. because she doesn't feel young and fit. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. She has a lot of uh, body image problems. Yeah, with herself. Yep, yeah. and at the end. She might still have some, but she feels more confident and she likes her body more. Yeah. And that's like, no matter what age, that's super impactful. But also for older women, that's crazy Mm -hmm. impactful because... She even talks about it. Like, she hates that she's got a flabby stomach. She hates that her arms wiggle. Yeah. She hates that her tits tits hang down to her navel. Yeah, that her tits (laughs) are long. But, you know, that... That's one thing that really pisses me off Mm -hmm. on the internet is, dude, our titties are so long. That's cool gravity yeah that just it just happens that's just how bodies work yeah this is important where they're all perky because those ones are fake nothing wrong with that hey do what you want but that's not how they always expect it they don't always look like that and even if they get them done after a while they have problems still they still look like that yeah lisa ann has had her titties done for forever they have stretch marks. Yeah. They are slowing, slowly sliding down her body because that's what skin does. It yeah. loses elasticity and it slides. Yeah. And that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get your titties done, I'm not going to say nothing to you. Just make sure they're done well. Yeah. But if you are, you're just like, I, I just feel bad about them. Don't. Yeah. They're, they're beautiful the way they mm-hmm. are. And, Stretch marks and all. Somebody who, as a boob connoisseur here, we don't give a goddamn. No. <laughs> don't, Not a chance. Boobs are boobs. We are going to mess with them gonna, how, whenever we can. If we're allowed to, they will be touched regularly. Yes. So. If we if we were allowed to, we'd probably have them in our hands at all times. We'd probably carry them for you. We would be your walking hand, bro. I'll do it. Yeah. Just give me the word. Hey, just tell me. I tell my girlfriend all the time, I would I'd take the load for you. I would be your helping hands. So, um, but yeah, I think that was really cool. And it's yeah. like, you know, I was sitting there watching. I was like, some people would be disturbed by this. Some yeah. people would be upset about this. Instantly people, like, ugh, gross. Yeah, gross. Yeah. And I was watching. I was like, this is this is beautiful. Yeah. Like, I felt, I felt some relief. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, she's just standing in her body, in the mirror, just kind of like touching her body. Yeah. And it was like, I should love me more. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I know, because I know I suffer from body dysmorphia and, mm-hmm. and how I look and how I see myself is not how other people see me all the time. And I'm always like, oh, I'm so fat yeah. and I'm so chubby. And You are going to see your flaws more than other people, which absolutely. happens. Yeah, because you live with yourself every yeah. day. But at the same time, those flaws are normal. Yeah, and it's also just like, those people, you should listen to the people who are saying they don't see what you're seeing. Yeah. Because they're the ones seeing you. Yeah. They're not hyper-focused. They're seeing you as a whole picture, right. not as individual parts. And so if your whole picture is fine, 
mm-hmm. cool. If someone goes, all right, your whole picture's looking a little unhealthy, then mm-hmm. all right, I would check in with that. Yeah. But if for the most part they're like, I don't see a problem. Yeah. Of course you can always tone here or shape that, but right. As a as a puzzle put together, mm-hmm. you're all good. Mm-hmm. And take that to heart a little bit more. Don't I I'm preaching to myself, but don't don't beat them over the head with the what about and here's yeah. the and mm-hmm. the, here's the, I literally didn't notice any of that stuff until you pointed it out. Yeah. So yeah, just as I always say, be kind to yourself mm-hmm. and be kind to others and mm-hmm. um that don't mean let yourself go. No. Still take care of yourself. Still take care of yourself. But accept the flaws. Yes. Because they're going to be there. And they, to a point, they make you who you are. They make you human. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not life-threatening, that makes you who you are. It's okay. Because, like, even when I was at the most fit, doing, like, an hour and 30 cardio every day and then lifting weights, I would still touch, like, my lower obliques and be like, mm-hmm. ugh. Yeah. I wish those were tall. And it's like... If you focus on it, if you want it to be negative, it will be negative. Mm-hmm. It's that mindset. Yeah. So that's what we talked about earlier, circling back, and we're we're back. We're all the way back. All right. <laughs> so But it was good also to see in there um a little bit of awkward sex. Yes. There was some awkward sex. She's like, I can't balance like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like nothing. Again, even whether it's porn or whether it's in regular movies with a quick sex scene that fades to black or whatever, it's always portrayed as perfect. The most Mm. amazing sex ever every time. Everyone is on the same wavelength Mm. and knows. And like, no. No. The the amount of awkward things that both Catherine and I say in the middle of sex where we have to stop because we're laughing so hard. Yep almost every time yeah and at I, the very least right after like we we say something funny because we cannot have a serious a full serious moment yeah i crack jokes in the middle because yeah. it's like l- loosen yeah. loosen loosen the tension yeah because if you're all tight okay note because this has been bugging me a lot lately because everyone's always talking about it but it's not physiologically sound stuff tight pussy is bad i repeat tight vagina the vaginal canal being tight is not a good thing yeah because that's rejecting correct so if the body if a woman's body is constricting and pushing you out when you're going in that's not oh she her she's just so fresh and virginal yeah no that means her body is not relaxed and the muscles are already not relaxed so therefore she is not taking you in yeah she's forcing you out that means she's not lubricated enough mm-hmm. her mental state's not there she's not having a good time yeah so quit with all the tight pussy talk i don't want to hear that if you that want to turn especially like that like they stretch and they come back together you someone having sex a lot is not going to stretch it out they can push out an entire baby and then it goes back to normal and it goes back to being the vagina it was before so sir even the girthiest of people is not gonna you're not really putting a dent in there so you ain't bigger than a watermelon (laughs) i hope not i hope not if you are if you are a doctor yeah go see a physician please get some help (laughs) (laughs) 
It always circles back. It always that. circles back to the Michael Jordan me. Uh, but yeah, I don't even know where I was going before that. Oh, this like um, the awkwardness, the awkwardness, and the sensuality, mm-hmm. and like uh, making it seem like yeah, it's gonna be just like that all the time, and like. Like I said, I crack jokes. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I want the. That's where I was yeah. going. I want the the tension to be loosened yeah. so that I we can both enjoy ourselves. Everyone has a good time when nobody's tense, right? And so, um, just being cognizant of that, mm-hmm. being aware that, hey, it's not always going to be the most romantic. It's not always going to be the most sensual. Stuff will happen. I got farted on. <laughs> I kept going because I'm a yeah. G. I don't care. Yeah. But also that means she was relaxed. Yeah. She let that butthole go. Like, <laughs> so you laugh about it and we just keep going. <laughs> it's, it's an ongoing joke. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But it happens and that's life and that's sex. That's being vulnerable. You're literally, if you're like me, I don't like having clothes on when I'm mm-hmm. doing sex. So I'm completely naked. Mm-hmm. So like, it's weird. St- I sweat. There was, I don't, uh, Catherine told you about it one time when we were at dinner, uh, but she, we were having sex shortly after her period, like she was still spotting, whatever, uh-huh. and a little bit of blood did come out. Yeah. She took that shit from her thumb, put it on my head, and <laughs> yes, said, Simba, <laughs> in the middle of sex. <laughs> we died laughing. It was the funniest shit we've ever done. <laughs> and, like, yeah, like, I'm talking about it, that it's kind of embarrassing, but it's it's hilarious. Like, I could not be mad at that, that because that's biggest, so this, funny. It's the height of being comfortable. Yeah. Right? She if you was, can't be goofy in, in the most, like, sensitive, intense moments. Yeah, you shouldn't be having sex. Yeah. Because you don't know each other, you're not. I, you're like, I'll bait like one night stands, but even with that, you should still be able to have enough of a conversation with a person to be like, Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was a, <laughs> we can keep going, but that right that was, there, yeah. that was hilarious. Give me a second to collect myself. I'm in tears. Let's keep going. Yeah. But that was a moment, <laughs> hilarious, right? So it's just like, be. Be in the moment, yeah, and just be prepared that it's going to be awkward, yeah, because you know it's going to be. It yeah. can, it's awkward with it, people that you have sex with all the time, yeah, all the time. Like sometimes I, I'm like, oh, a dolphin that just swam out of the ocean. <laughs> I get so freaking sweaty in the middle of mm. it, and I'm like trying to like move so like the sweat just gets caught in my beard. It doesn't drip on faces, and I'm like. Slipping and sliding on it, I fall, I trip, I slip off sheets, it, and you just kind of laugh, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's a little embarrassing, and then you just keep going because yeah. you're having a good time. So mm-hmm. just, just live in the awkward. It's okay. Live in the awkward. If you live in the awkward, you're more likely to get through the awkward. Yeah. yeah. If you try to fight the awkward, it just it makes it, it worse. It just doubles down on the awkward, mm-hmm. ruins uh, the mood. Yeah. So, all that to say, um, good luck, Leon Grand. Fantastic movie. It was. It was a very good movie. Highly recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend it for women. 
Yep. I highly recommend it for men. Mm-hmm. I especially highly recommend it for older women. Yep. It's really, it's a really good and touching story. It um, is normal to have urges and needs. Yes. Don't suppress. I know that we're still in this Quaker state but <laughs> of a country, mm-hmm. but you do not have to give yourself 50 lashings every time you think about touching your being. Like, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Like, that's what the body part does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God didn't want to feel so good. He wouldn't he have would, made it. He wouldn't have made it that way. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's what that's what this whole episode is. We're gonna leave it just on the movie. Um, next episode, we'll we'll get into some shit because there's there's always shit. shit. There's always shit in this country that we live in. Ugh. Um, but Cody, where can they find you? All right. Uh, if you want to hear more really bad jokes and <laughs> probably awkward stories, uh, go ahead and find me on Twitch where I play games. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Commander underscore Cody underscore 501st. Uh, I am playing through Batman Arkham City. Uh, I have a lot of games to get through. Uh, come and hang out. Or you can also, to find out when I go live, you can follow me on Twitter at Commander underscore 501st. Awesome. And as always, you can find us on the gram at left underscore not underscore two underscore cry. You can find us at Facebook at left to cry. You can find us on Twitter at left to cry P1. You can find us at Gmail at left to cry at gmail.com. Um, please leave comments, feedback. If you watched the movie, um, tell us what you thought of it. If you found any more points that we mm-hmm. didn't touch on. Um, we'd love to hear it we'd love to hear from you and your thoughts if you have more movie recommendations we'd more, love to hear that more movie recommendations would be great That that's literally an entire episode if it's a good movie mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah give us those show recommendations as long as they're not like 15 seasons long we can't, a thousand episodes long yeah well <laughs> we all don't have COVID anymore to, yeah quarantine is not a, it's not there anymore so unfortunately unfortunately I'd rather be here um <laughs> But yeah, if you have like, you know, or maybe like just an episode mm-hmm. from a show um, or just one season for a show or something that we can get through relatively quickly, mm-hmm. we'll get to you. Yeah. So until next time, peace. Bye.